Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Uh, greetings, fellow compatriots. This is the Standing Brothers Show. It is just me yet again. Jacob is not with us. Maybe soon he will return to us soon, hopefully, because his input on these stories would be so is so greatly missed, and he is so greatly needed sitting beside me going through the news as we usually do. Uh, welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> We're going to cover some of the news. I know this is a little... Some of these stories are going to be a little late on, but... Uh, I feel as though it is important for people to hear our opinions, or at least for today, my opinion on uh, some of these stories. Not that my opinion is any better than anyone else's. I just think that mine might be a little, little bit more unique than what you get from the the drive-by media, as Rush, as Rush Limbaugh would call them. Um, but anyway, um, so where do I where do I even begin? Uh, it seems as things are moving so fast, so fast. The, the news cycle just is like a bullet train that doesn't stop. It's a runaway train. It is snow piercer. It is just nonstop, no stopping, no time to reflect on what just happened. Because it, everybody should remember that it wasn't just but a week ago, it feels like, that we averted World War Three. This is the biggest story, which should be the biggest story of the year. The biggest story of the year, we all just kind of forgot that happened. Oh, Thanksgiving happened, and you know, oh, the, the World Cup is on, which, I mean, honestly, who cares? Um, I've decided not to care about the World Cup for a, a multitude of reasons. But we, we averted World War III because... Um, the AP put out on, let's see, it would have been, I don't know, I guess the 16th of November, so almost two weeks ago, that, I'm sorry, it was actually published on November 15th, I'm sorry, woof, almost got that wrong, November 15th, it would have been a day early, but anyway, so on November 15th, the AP puts out a report that Russia had bombed Poland, it was a missile strike that killed two people, two farmers, and a cow on some farm in the middle of Frog's Ball, Arkansas, Poland. Further escalation of this war. Uh, and, of course, every media uh, outlet picked it up. Fox News, CNN, the New York Times, everyone, The Hill, everyone picked this up as Russia bombed a NATO country. Which would invoke Article 5, meaning that the U.S. now has to lead a war against Russia. Um, I, I saw this come across the news because I was sitting at the house about to go to work and you know, you know how you watch Fox News, the big, the big swoosh, you know how that happens when there's big breaking news, although it happens like every 15 seconds on Fox News. Um, that comes on and um, I see on on the on the headline then I as soon as that the big Fox News swoop comes on I get an update on my phone from the Wall Street Journal saying that Russia had bombed Poland and Bill Hemmer and uh, what's her face the chief liar for George W Bush Dana Perino 
uh, was saying, you know, Russia bombed, today's breaking news, Russia bombed Poland. This is further escalation of Russia's uh, your war in Ukraine. More news after the break. Um, I, I was like, what? And of course, as soon as I'm about to send the article to Jacob, he sends it to me, which is, I, there are so many things that he and I think on the same wavelength, it's almost scary. Like, it's scared to how we can send each other the same article within minutes of each other without us talking about it at all. It's amazing. But anyway, so Russia, it's alleged that Russia bombed Poland for no other reason other than uh, Putin bad guy. Um, but that's actually not what happens. The AP put out the story that Russia bombed U- the, the Ukraine, or I'm sorry, the Poland, um, with in the reporter who put this out only had um, provided information that his, the reporter, James Laporta, I think is how you say his name, who worked at the uh, AP, who has since now been fired, uh, had provided information that Russia was to blame from a single U.S. intelligence source. The AP used that information in a news alert. A senior U.S. intelligence officer says Russia missiles crossed into NATO member Poland, killing two people. That was enough information. Now, who is this single U.S. intelligence source? Most likely nobody. Because you can say, oh, well, I have a source, and then just it's a figment of your imagination. Because they don't have to name these sources, and a lot of times they don't exist. Or it's some guy who scrapes the gum off the linoleum floor in the Pentagon who just happened to see a piece of paper fall on the ground saying Russia bombed Poland. That's more than likely what it was. It's funny how some people say that, you know, uh, Edward Snowden was was basically a nobody. I don't care if he was a nobody. If you tell me the truth, you tell me the truth. But that's not the case with this situation. This person who works for the U.S. intelligence agency may be an actual high-ranking official. Who knows? Maybe. And maybe they leak false information just for the heck of it. Stranger things have happened, folks. But anyway... So the AP start the AP without really concrete evidence tries to start World War Three, which would mean the end of humanity as we know it, or would send us back to the Stone Age, which I mean Klaus Schwab and Greta Thunberg would really want that because that's what they want. But for those of us like you and me who enjoy living and who enjoy this little blue marble that we're on called Earth and enjoy, you know, being able to go to Grandma's house in our gas-guzzling SUVs, um, we enjoy these certain things. But the people who want to start World War III, they couldn't care less. Like, if nuclear Armageddon is good for the environment, bring on the bombs. That's what these people think. But anyway, so the AP puts out, Russia attacked Poland. Poland being a NATO member means Article 5 gets involved invoked or whatever and then now we have to go to war with Russia because a bomb hit Poland um, it was so what what drives me crazy more than anything is uh, the the Zelensky Vladimir Zelensky the person that I loathe the most in this world without any evidence without any evidence said that this was Russia no evidence didn't have time to review it. He sees the Fox News because he probably watches Fox News or he probably reads the AP in 
I guess, their language. And he says, oh, Russia bombed Poland. That means we go war now. So without any significant evidence to support the claim, he says, hitting NATO territory with missiles, this is a Russian missile attack on collective security. This is a really significant escalation. Action is needed. What kind of action would that be, Zelensky? That means that even though we've been basically holding the hand of uh, Ukraine since this thing began, that means we'd actually have to get involved in a more uh, actionable way, a more kinetic way of fighting this war against the uh, against Russia and Ukraine. That means World War Three. So this guy, without any regard for the for the the stake of humanity that hangs in the balance here, says, "Oh." Well, this automatically means we have to end civilization as we know it because a bomb went a little too far over the border and killed, unfortunately killed two people in Poland and maybe a cow. So that in and of itself is worth risking all of humanity. I don't think people, I know I keep saying this over and over again, but that's what's really at stake here. Millions and millions of lives are at stake here if we go to war with Russia. Because we know that means using nuclear weapons. There's no other way. Because, I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how these kinds of wars are fought. Because a land invasion of the United States into Russia ain't going to work. I mean, it's been a while since I've looked at this stuff. But from what I remember, uh, all the military top brass say that, you know, it'd be really, really difficult for the U.S. to invade Russia on their, on their territory. Ain't going to work out so good because, well... It's Russia, and a lot of it is just useless, barren wasteland. Um, and it, it's it'd be like it'd be like I'm trying to think of a, a, another comparison. It would be like um, I don't know. Any, it, it, it would not be a pretty picture. So what it would mean is use the use of nuclear weapons, which means Ukraine is gone, Poland, Russia, majority of the United States, China is gone, maybe India. Maybe some of these other countries. I guess we'd find whether or not Iran really has nuclear weapons or not, because they would probably like Allah Akbar and just blow themselves up or blow up whoever else, because well, everyone else is doing it. It's in vogue now. So I mean, the end of civilization as we know it. Now, is that worth it? Is that an appropriate response to what has happened? No one seems to be asking that question. Zelensky is so gung-ho to destroy the world over an alleged attack that he doesn't even know at the time he, he said this, he had no idea whether or not this was actually Russia. No idea. So he's willing to risk all of humanity because of that. Which is just further evidence that this guy needs to go. Like, I, Putin, bad dude. Don't like Putin. I, I admire him slightly because to... To get to the position where he is at in the Kremlin and um, in the Russian Federation, you kind of have to wheel and deal with the best of them. That kind of part I find interesting. But the guy's the guy's a monster, just like almost every other uh, leader in the world. Same thing with Biden, uh, the uh, Boris Johnson, the the guys who run the the uh, Islamic countries, um, Xi Jinping. They're all monsters. They all are. There's no, there's not a good in the bunch. There's not a good one in the bunch of them. They're all dictators. They're all despots. Just, it's just a varying degree. 
I mean, I really don't like Xi Jinping, which you look like what's going on in China right now with the zero COVID policy and basically welding and bolting people into their, their homes, um, forcing people to sleep and live at these Foxconn factories, now allowing them to leave. It's terrible. I mean, Xi, Xi Jinping is, a, is among the worst of them. But Zelensky is just as bad as the rest of them. Without any evidence, he says we, we should go to nuclear war. We should go to World War III because a bomb fell in Poland and killed two people. I'm not, I'm not, okay, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not. Uh, you can call me. You can say I'm soft on Russia. You can say I'm a Putin puppet or apologist. I'm sorry. I kind of like living. I kind of do. And honestly, well, Joe, you're saying that you know Putin's not going to be punished. Well, what does punishing Putin look like? That doesn't involve harming the rest of the world. Sorry, that's just the way the world is. There are really, really bad people in charge. Like we just talked about, we just talked about China. You know, it, you, if you want to do regime change in China, that that's not going to turn out very well for not, not only the Chinese people but everyone else around them in the United States. So without any without any evidence, Putin or uh, Zelensky says, you know, we need to we need a, we need a response. Action is needed. Of course, he never says he never clearly says what that is, but that usually means the United States needs to do more. Uh, you know, he he comes crying to the United States to do more. You know, fight this war for me because you know democracy good, Russia bad. And that's further evidence why he needs to be pushed out and pushed to the side, uh, because. Um, as as the as the story unfolded, we we later learned that yes, these were Russian-made missiles or bombs, but they were more than likely dropped by the Ukrainian air defense, <sighs> which is actually another interesting wrinkle to the story because Ukraine is not in NATO. They they have filed for Ukrainian they filed for NATO membership, but to my knowledge, they have not been granted that membership. So. Ukraine bombing accidentally um, a NATO member would also invoke Article 5 because an attack on one is an attack on all. And Ukraine not being a member of NATO, I guess not yet, to my knowledge, uh, would also mean that the United States would have to go to war against Ukraine. Isn't that funny? How about that? Anybody think of that? Of course not. Of course nobody thought of that because that would require some thinking power and some brain skills. But even if this was true as it was originally reported, even if Russia had bombed Poland, which, again, given the target that they hit, um, is so completely stupid because if, if Putin wanted to, go, wanted to go out with a bang, I mean, literally, if he wanted to go out with a bang and start World War III and just end it all because he's crazy, like everyone says he is, then if I was Putin, I wouldn't bomb I wouldn't bomb a place only killing two people and possibly a cow on a farm in the middle of nowhere, Poland. You wouldn't do that. If I was going to drop a bomb, I would drop a bomb on the capital city or carpet bomb an entire city. I mean, if, we're, if you're going to do it, do it. That's why this didn't make any sense from the beginning. I'm like, because I'm sitting there thinking, oh, crap, here we go. This is This is it. We're done. Go ahead and wrap it up. This is it, humanity. We're done. But the more you sit and think about it, why would the president of the Russian Federation, if he wanted to start World War III, why would he bomb this insignificant target? 
Why would he do it? And of course, everyone in the media is not asking this question either. Because they think, oh, well, anytime Putin does something, it's automatically bad because he's he's concocted this evil scheme of a plan to bring more violence in Europe. And no one think no one seems to think critically about, hey, maybe this could have been a mistake, maybe this wasn't him. Maybe it was somebody else. No one no one seems to ask that question because anytime anything happens in the, the in the war against Russia Ukraine, it's always Russia bad, always Ukraine good. There's no gray area, there's no middle ground, there's no, hey, let's wait and see what happens. None of that. Anytime anything happens, Russia bad, Ukraine good. And even the way that it's been come out now that, yes, it was it was the Ukrainians who uh, accidentally bombed these, this country in Poland. Well, yes, Ukraine did that, but it's, it's ultimately Russia's fault. What? How? What? No. That's not how that works. You can't accidentally bomb a country and say, oh, well, it was their fault. It was somebody else's fault. That's not how that works. That'd be like, <laughs> that'd be like the United States when it bombed Japan in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, saying, and it, if, they, if those bombs accidentally fell in a different country, saying, oh, well, yeah, we dropped those bombs in New Zealand, but it's, it's Japan's fault. No, you're the ones who dropped the bombs. <laughs> you can't blame somebody else. But, of course, that's the way the, the drive-by, the mainstream, the corporate press is, is spinning this. Oh, well, even though Ukraine dropped the bombs, it's still Russia's fault. That's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. That's stupid. That's the gaslighting of the American people, of the the people who consume media. Is oh well, even though Ukraine made a mistake in, you know, bombed a NATO country, and they themselves are not a NATO country. Well, even though that happened, it's still still Russia's fault. Yeah, yeah, and they all clap like seals. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't ask questions, consume news. Don't ask questions, just consume product. That's all it is. So the AP reporter who put that out is no longer with the AP because, you know, it's a really bad look for a news outlet to try to, to if you, it's a really bad look for a news outlet when you inadvertently try to start World War Three. That's a bad look. I mean, just saying. I mean, Roger Ailes, you know, in his misgivings with being a creep, um, that's a bad look for Fox News. It's even worse if you try to start World War III. Just saying. That's all I'm going to say. So the guy who put out the report, James Laporta, I think is how you say his name, um, uh, was uh, was dismissed or he was um, let go, fired, uh, given the pink slip, um, giving his marching orders, uh, told to go away. I mean, however however you want to say it. Um so the AP, so this is what the AP said in their correction. Uh, Warsaw, Poland, AP. Uh, in earlier versions of a story published November 15, 2022, the, the, Associated Press, the Associated Press reported an erroneously based on information from a senior American intelligence official who spoke on the condition of an amenity, so it could literally be anyone. It doesn't necessarily even have to be an intelligence officer or someone in the intelligence community. It could be anyone that that Russian missiles had crossed into Poland and killed two people. Subsequently, reporting showed that the missiles were Russian-made and most likely fired from a Ukraine in defense against a Russia attack. Um, and two, 
not only is Zelensky to blame here bigly, bigly as Trump would say, but again too, the AP, do you realize what you have done? Do you realize the consequences of what this story could mean for the world? Don't you think you might want a little more information before you put that out there? Just saying, if I was in charge of a news organization like the AP, which is which is pretty big, I mean, among the news uh, sites in the world, you know, the AP, New York Times, it's, that's a big site. A lot of people go to the AP for the news, which, I mean, I don't, but a lot of people do. That's a pretty big deal. That's like the New York Times saying this. It's, you know, it's pretty comparable. So if, I don't know who has oversight or who is on the editorial board or whatever. I don't actually exactly know how that works, but someone had to sign off on what the, this on what um, this guy reported, uh, the um, James Laporta. Someone had to sign off on that because it's not like it's a, it's not like the AP is a Twitter feed, which which anyone can put up what they want on the site. It has to go through a couple of people before, before it gets put up, which is kind of smart. But um, whoever signed off on that, it needs to be fired as well. Not just the reporter, James Laporta, but whoever signed off on it and allowed it to be published needs to be fired as well. Because if you're going to put out information out there that, that, that could risk the, the very existence of humanity... And you don't do a little digging into the story, um, you need to be fired as well. That's just my opinion. It's, it, I think it's a pretty sound one. I don't know. That's just. <laughs> it seems like it'd be common sense, but of course, that's not. That's not the world that we live in. Anyway. Um. It, it's just the the world is full. It just seems like that nobody is really concerned with actually reporting the truth. It's like you you get little snippets of what could possibly have happened, but everybody is in a race to be first. And when you're in a race to be first, oh, we, we are the first ones to break this major story. Because in today's mass uh, media... Where everything is just gobbled up in just seconds and then moved on, like it, like it's a Twitter feed, you have to be first or you're irrelevant. And when you live and when when you operate in that society and that culture, mistakes like this happen. Mistakes like this happen where Zelensky probably sees what ha- what the AP reported and then, and then gets on the uh, on the on the internet and says, "Well, we need a, the action is needed." Instantly, just like that, action is needed. Without any, without any due diligence of actually seeing whether or not what happened is is true. That's how you get these big big problems. That's how you, that's how these mistakes happen. So, but the problem is that that's not going to change anytime soon. It's not. That's not going to change anytime soon, until people, I guess take I guess take this more seriously. It's just not going to happen. Any. Who? Um, so uh, we'll see what happens, what comes of that. Um, I, I just I don't see this war in the Ukraine ending anytime soon. A lot of people are saying that the new ground that uh, that Ukraine has retaken uh, from Russia is a big turn in the in the face of the war. There are other people like Douglas McGregor saying it's just a matter of time before 
you know, Ukraine waves waves the white flag because this territory that they have regained is not that strategically important. I don't know. I haven't been following it that closely like I once did. But ultimately, I don't think that Ukraine wins. I just don't. I really, I really don't. Um, but we'll see how it all shakes out. So Dr. Fauci is retiring because as it stands right now, the Republicans are going to have majority in the House, which means the no good, low energy, stupid Kevin McCarthy is going to be the Speaker of the House, which is basically just Kevin McCarthy is just basically like Lindsey Graham and Mark Meadows and um, uh, Mitch Romney all wrapped in one. He's just boring. Um, I mean, if you wanted a real Speaker of the House, it would have been Thomas Massey. But, of course, he, he, he would never get the votes because he's the right person for the job. Because he doesn't want the job. So whoever doesn't want the job is the one who should have the job. Right? So the only person who should be president is the person who doesn't want to be president. Who thinks that the power that the presidency has is stupid or is way too much power. That's who you want as president. Whoever thinks that the that the that they needs to be scaled way back is the person you want in the job, and that's obviously Thomas Massey for Speaker of the House. But because we live in a clown show, and because the GOP the, the GOP establishment that is now embodied by or has been embodied by Ditch or Mitch McConnell, and now um, Kevin McCarthy, the GOP establishment hates the GOP base. They do because they continuously, continuously without fail. Always say that we're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. Well, Trump comes in, two years of a majority in the House. Not a thing done. Even though, when they had a majority, when Obama was president in the House, they voted, I forget how many ridiculous times it was to repeal and replace Obamacare, knowing full well it would go nowhere. But yet, when Trump's in office, nothing happens. The swamp doesn't get drained. Obamacare doesn't get repealed and replaced. Everything just kind of chugs along as it is. Oh, but you could say, oh, Mitch McConnell and, and the Supreme Court and the, the, the judge's appointments. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. But that's it. Nothing else of substance happens. Nothing gets repealed. There's not, we're not taking a, a, a flamethrower to the existing laws that should be burned. Like the whole, you know, like the, the GOP constantly campaigns on, you should be able to fill out your taxes on a postcard. On a postcard, fill out your taxes. Has the tax code ever changed? No. Even when there was tax reform under the president or the president uh, Trump administration, can you fill out your taxes on a postcard yet? No. I, I, I could, I, it makes me cringe so much. When, no matter if it's Ted Cruz or whomever for the GOP gets out there and says, you know, you should be able to fill your taxes on a postcard. And everyone's like, yeah. Everyone at these rallies just, yeah, yes. Ooh, yeah, give it, yeah, yeah. And of course, nothing ever comes of it. But we said the right thing, but we said we were going to do something, so that means you got to vote for him. Better than a Democrat, even though they don't do anything, better than a Democrat. So the reason why Fauci is retired is because he knows that there's going to be investigations uh, into the origins of COVID and the response to COVID. Uh, and, of course, Fauci is, has, by his own fault, squarely put himself in the middle of that. 
Now, whether or not these um, hearings that may or may not happen and whether whatever questions that Thomas Massey and Chip Roy and Ted Cruz and whomever gets to ask of Fauci, my suspicion is nothing of substance is going to happen to the man. We will have these equivalent of a show trial in the, in the, the House chambers, but nothing's really going to happen to him. Now, I would like nothing more than to see the man thrown behind bars with the key thrown away, never to be seen or heard from again, because, I mean, honestly, he's really annoying, just the way he speaks. Um, and because of the way that he and others have lied, not only about the origin, not only about the response and lockdowns and masks and the, and the vaccine, the, all the lies that we've been told for the last going on three years now, he has been squarely in the middle of. He has appointed himself, and he was appointed as the point man on the response to COVID. And he has failed miserably. Bigly. Huge. Big, fat failure. Is what Fauci has been. And because, now that he is retired, now that he's no longer employed by the federal government, even though he was the highest paid member of the federal government, I think he made more than the president, which is a pretty big deal. Now, because he's no longer employed by them, he cannot be held, to, under, to my knowledge, he cannot be held responsible for anything because, well, he's retired. He's out of office. You can't touch him now. So he knows that he's guilty. I mean, if, if you were to sit him down one-on-one -on -one off the record and say, hey, man, how bad did you screw this up? Oh, let me tell you how bad we did things. It'd be like if you were to sit Jamie Dimon down and say, man, how bad is the economy really? If you were to sit down, you know, off the record and just pick his brain, he could tell you how bad things are. But he can't say that in public because, I mean, when you're the CEO of the largest bank in America, I mean, you can't say these things, right? It's like Jerome Powell. He can't really say what's on his mind because he knows that as the president of the Fed, he can he can set things into a downward spiral just like that, uh, bigly. So... Um, but, you know, that, that all this stuff about Fauci possibly sitting before congressional hearings hasn't stopped him from talking. It hasn't stopped him from running his fat little mouth like the little weasel that he is. So he was asked about the, uh, the COVID origin, origins of COVID and the lack of response or the lack of uh, clarity or um, any – just nothing has really come of it uh, on the whole – looking into the origins of COVID and Fauci has an interesting person to blame. And I, I, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you the person he's going to blame uh, was probably his former employer. So let's, let's listen to what the, the Fauci had to say. What happens is that if you look at the anti-China approach that clearly the Trump administration had right from the very beginning, and the accusatory nature, the Chinese are going to flinch back and say, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to talk mm -hmm. to you about it, which is not correct. But they they're not talking be. to the Biden administration about it either. Exactly. I think that horse is out of the barn and they're very suspicious of anybody trying to accuse them. We need to have an open dialogue with their scientists and our scientists, keep the politics out of it and let the scientists, because these are scientists that we've known for decades. Mm -hmm. and so Trump is to blame for the reason why we don't know what, what's happened with, with China and whether or not it came from the Wuhan lab. Trump's to blame for that because he's 
so-called anti-China. Now, I think that the Trump, the stance that Trump took with China was wrong. Um, I think there was a much better way of going about it without starting a trade war. And um, I, I think that there was a I think it could be handled differently, but that's beside the point. We're talking about COVID here. So because Trump was so-called anti-China um, is a reason why we have not gotten to the bottom of what happened in with with the origin of COVID. Um, I, I think whether or not Trump had a good relationship with China, they were going to cover it up anyway. Of course, of course, China was going to cover it up. Of course, they were. Like, like if this had, if this, if if COVID had leaked from an American lab, like if if it was in the, if it. If the lab that COVID leaked from was inside the United States, and it leaked from there, do you think that the United States would, would come out in a press conference and say, hey, you know what? The whole COVID thing, we did it. Sorry. Sorry. We we leaked COVID. It was a big mistake. A cat knocked over a vial, and it, it just, it was a mess, okay? It was a big, big mess. We tried our best to clean it up, but, you know, the Swiffer mops only do so much. So that that's how COVID happens. Sorry. Work my bad, and then can can we can we just move on, please? Can we just for just forget and move on? You know, of course, no, of course they wouldn't do that. Of course, everyone would lie. Of course, no matter no matter the no matter what the relationship was between the United the United States and China, they were always going to lie about it. That's this is easy. This is not that hard. Look, I'm an idiot. Okay, I. I I throw boxes for a living, okay? I work for a major shipping company. I throw boxes, and I'm able to see this, okay? I know that Fauci is a lying little weasel, okay? We all should know this by now. And of course, of course China is lying. Of course they're not going to cooperate with the United States. And the scientists that he says we should trust, what, the Chinese scientists who created this thing, the Chinese scientists that you were working with, allegedly, in in, uh, in in the Wuhan lab, why should we trust any of you? If you were involved in making this virus and you were involved, whether it was accidentally or intentionally, of releasing it, why should we trust you? Why? Why should anyone trust you? There needs to be a third party investigation into this. It's like it's like when it's like when the the Pentagon in, uh, investigates itself for for wrongdoing. Of course, they find no wrongdoing. Of course, it always gets sweeped under the rug and just, oh, forget, uh, nothing happens, whatever. So, but, you know, Fauci doesn't stop there. Of course, Fauci blames what happened to uh, with China and the reason why we haven't found out what happened is because of Trump's anti-China approach. <sighs> and, of course, Fauci is trying to blame or is trying to defend China for covering up the core or to the COVID Um He's also blamed Republicans for politicizing COVID and has claimed it has never been political. Of course it's political because everything's political. Everything. You know, the, 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 the one branch of government that's not supposed to be political, the, the, the judicial system, that is the most political, or maybe not the most, but it's just as political as the rest of them. The idea that Supreme Court justices are supposed to leave their personal opinions about politics Politics at the door doesn't exist and never has. It's the same thing with science. No scientist leaves their political or worldview at the door. Everyone has a worldview. 
Everyone has political feelings and ideas. That's the reason. That makes you who you are. Your worldview is who you are. So asking a scientist who, hey, I can guarantee you most of these scientists don't like Trump and think he's a buffoon. They actually think he told people to drink bleach. They People actually think that Trump told the American people to drink bleach. So if you think that and you're the one investigating this, do you think you're going to have a pro-Trump or a neutral view of the Trump administration? Of course not. Because you all are drinking the Fauci Kool-Aid. You've gone full Heaven's Gate. Or, it wasn't Heaven's Gate, it was the Jim Jones. Or, what's the difference at this point? So, um, you know, Fauci then claims he personally is not political at all and has never been. You just blamed the Trump administration and their policy towards China. That's political. That's anything but not being political. Um... What, what else? Uh, he said something. Oh, so there was the uh, a White House reporter asked the good doctor, uh, Mangala, I'm sorry, Fauci, about the origins of COVID. And he gets, this reporter gets shut down by the pear lady. Let's listen. Whether you're a far-right Republican or a far-left Democrat doesn't make any difference to me. I look upon it the same way as I did in the emergency room in the middle of New York City when I was taking care of everybody that was coming in off the street. So that's the thing that troubles me most about this. We have a process here. I'm not calling out on people who yell. And you're being you're being you're being disrespectful to your colleagues and you're being disrespectful to our guests. I will not call on you if you yell and also you're taking time off the clock because Dr. Fauci has to leave in a couple of minutes. I I'm done. I'm not going. I'm not getting into a back and forth with you. Go ahead, Jeremy. Thank you. Dr. Fauci, um, but, but she's only, only thirty good questions. You're not being disrespectful. You're not being disrespectful. You asked your question. You should allow her to answer. Jeremy, Jeremy, it's Jeremy. It's Jeremy. It's Jeremy. It's Jeremy. It is not your turn. It is not your turn. You can't have the same people. You can't have the same You can read the press briefing. You need to call from people like the room. She has a valid question. She's asking about the origin of COVID. I hear the question. Dr. Fauci is the best person I, to I hear your question, but we're not doing this the way you want it. This is the disrespect of... It is. I'm done. Simon, I'm done. I'm Simon, I'm done. I'm done with you right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're taking time away from your colleagues. Go ahead. So, as you can clearly hear there, and I'll, I'll be sure to post the link to the video uh, in the description, um, the White House is running blocker, like, uh, like in Smoking the Bandit, for Dr. Fauci for not having to answer questions about the origin of COVID, which, from my understanding, the people that were asking these questions, reporters in the White House press briefing room, uh, I doubt that they come from right-leaning news outlets. I doubt it. That's just a, that's just a wild guess. Besides Steve Ducey, who works for Fox News, which is a quasi-right-wing um, uh, news organization, um, I doubt any of them are coming from the perspective of mine or Jacob's or anyone who has not drunk the, the COVID Kool-Aid. Uh, I doubt that they're coming from that point of view. And these, these reporters are saying, hey, 
we've got Fauci here. Let's ask him what he thinks or what he knows about the origin of COVID. And, of course, the pair lady is like, I'm, you're not asking this question. You're not asking the question in a nice and polite way. Now, if the guy had asked the question or gal had asked the question in a nice and polite way, do you think they would have gotten an answer? No. Of course not. Because we all know or at least most of us know anyway, or most of us should know, that this virus more than likely leaked from the lab in Wuhan. I mean, there is a lab, of an institute of virology, that that tests and studies COVID, SARS-CoV diseases. That's what they do. It's right there. And we're all supposed to believe that it came from some wet market? Wet market across the street? I don't think so. Right. If this okay again, if this had leaked from the United States, and there was a, there was a lab that studies this kind of diseases in a lab, right? And right across the street from it is a um, uh, is a really uh, crappy, very ill, poor run restaurant right across the street from it, and they and the the U.S. government told us it didn't come from the lab that studies this specific virus. It came from this restaurant that failed its health score. Of course, no one would believe that because that's dumb, because that's stupid, right? If you believe that, you're—I mean—you're kind of dumb, honestly. You're, you're, you're a little—you're a little thick. You're a little, you're a little dense. But of course, you know we're—we're we're not allowed to know these things because Fauci must be protected because he kept us safe, because he—he—he was—he was our knight in shining armor who just protected us from from the bad virus. That's what that's what Fauci did. But of course, because the uh, because the Biden administration the way it is, Fauci must be protected must be protected at all costs. And we are not we are not going to allow anyone to ask a serious question about COVID. Just not gonna not gonna allow it. So uh, if you need any more evidence that there's something fishy going on here, because I mean the evidence has been there for three years. Honestly, it has. But if you can't see it now, I, I don't know what else. I, I don't know what else to say. A lot of people have been beating this horse of COVID and the nonsense around it, whether it was the lockdowns, the response, the mask, the vaccine, whatever. We've been talking about this for so long, and the evidence is there. If you want to find it, it's there. I mean, you can look at numerous charts, you can listen to, to debates, you can look at the efficacy of the vaccine, of masks, you can look at states that locked down versus those that didn't, you can look at places where uh, the vaccination rate versus the places that don't have a high vaccination rate. And the, the evidence is there. Whether or not you want to look into it and actually come to a conclusion without reverting to, oh, well, uh, they say that the state says things, so therefore I must believe it. If that's your, if that's what you always come back to, then I'm sorry, you can't be helped. You can't be helped. For the people who believe that God gave you two arms for, for both boosters, I'm sorry, there's no helping you. You're lost. You are in the cult. There's nothing. There's nothing that anyone can do for you. So another thing I want to talk about, because I remember last time we were together, I talked about how I would do a review. Of the Black Panther movie, which I went and saw, I guess it would have been two weeks now. I went and saw Black Panther. I had zero expectations. So, Black Panther, Wakanda forever. So, I went and saw it, 
And as I'm looking on my when I went to bought the, when I when I bought the ticket, I was looking on my phone, and because you know you have to buy tickets on on your phone now through the app. Um, I'm looking at it and I look at the runtime: two hours and forty one minutes. Good grief! What is this? A uh, a Tarantino, uh, Coppola, Scorsese movie? Like, what is this? No one has a. The only people who are allowed to have those kinds of run times are Scorsese, uh, Coppola, Tarantino, Nolan. Those are the only directors or people that make movies that are allowed to have those kinds of run times because because they can make good movies. And this wasn't a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. So I, we go in there. I, I went with a friend of mine. We, we sit down. The movie comes on, and it's boring. The, the If you want a one-word answer to Black Panther Wakanda Forever, boring. There are a few moments where it kind of picks up and gets it's a little interesting, but the, but the rest of it is just boring. And the, the problem with it is not so much the story, uh, even though it was way overbloated, but the biggest problem with, with Black Panther is the fact that there's no Black Panther. The problem with it is that there's no Chadwick Boseman because, unfortunately, he died. And they do try to, you know, do some nice, you know, tributes to the character of T'Challa and Chadwick and um, and so on. Um, uh, and it would it would have been hard if they would just try to replace him with someone else. Um, but it 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 just it it had it had no feeling to it. And of course, what made it really annoying is that there was someone behind me. Anytime Chadwick's face was uh, on screen, or there's just tribute to him, when they said his name, this guy would go, <clears throat> "Oh man, mm. 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 oh man, I, oof, mm. Mm, mm, mm. oof, <sighs> dude, stop!" I get it. He, you, he was a beloved actor, but every time you see his face in a quiet theater, you don't go, "Oh man, oof, mm. miss, him. oh." Dude, like, it's, it's so annoying. And then, of course, any this is the one thing I hate about going and seeing movies. Anytime there was a fight scene, anytime there was a fight scene, of course, they always had to put it in slow motion. So every fight scene was in slow motion. And there were two, like, little kids in front of me that would clap. Oh, that was great. Yeah! Fighting on screen. Yeah! Every time. Like, it's... I leaned over to my friend and said, that these fights aren't that interesting. There's no weight behind the punches. Because T'Challa's sister, who is the uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and Iron Man all wrapped in one, who's like some 100-pound soaking wet 18-year-old, who uh, I guess I guess is smarter than um, Iron Man, the Hulk, when he's not the Hulk, and Vision. She's smarter than all three of those guys, and she's like 17, highly highly um improbable and just stupid um that's something i did not understand from the first movie but she becomes black panther and if you remember from the first movie for chadwick to become black panther they had to go through that whole ritual thing you know that whole thing where they um they they do the fight scene in the water in the waterfall You, you know that thing well, they didn't have to do that in this movie. She just becomes Black Panther because the whole magic uh, flower thing that glows blue. Um, 
that happens. And because the um the I guess it's the cousin or the brother in law of the the Black Panther in the first movie, because he blowed up the magic flower thing, she is trying to create a synthetic version of it to save him at the beginning of the movie because we learn that he's dying at the beginning of the movie. Um so she's trying to artificially create this and like three D print it, um, to save him, but she can't because reasons. Um, so that happens, and then he dies, and then she becomes the Black Panther, and they fight this guy who has wings on his heels who lives in the water, and they're Aztec in, in origin, and they're underwater people, and that's the villain. And they have bombs, or they have grenades that they have water grenades. Which is just like a, a, a much cooler version of a water balloon, basically. And what's interesting, too, is that the people in Wakanda try to pretend that Wakanda still doesn't exist. Like, if you saw the first movie, at the end of the first movie, we all know what Wakanda is. We know what Vibranium is. We know that there's this place where these people live uh, in this highly, highly advanced civilization in Africa that you can't see because they have some, you know, like cloaking device that you can't see them and in the second movie they still pretend like it like they don't exist even though they do which doesn't make any sense why they're still trying to pretend like wakanda is you know protected from some from the rest of the world even though we all know they're there which is like and two if you're in africa and you have this amazing technology that can lift people out of poverty why haven't you spread a little of that? Why had you put a little of that, you know, wealth into all these other developing nations in Africa? Doesn't that sound a little racist? Doesn't that sound a little, you know, like selfish? Right? So if, if a country had the secret to nuclear, what is it, fission or fusion? The new type of nuclear energy that basically is more uh, effective and more powerful and more, you can actually harness more energy from it, which would change the world. And they just held on to it and decided that no one else could have it. Wouldn't that be a little selfish? Right? If you if we had a way to just automatically desalinate water so you could drink ocean water and we didn't give it to countries that don't have drinking water, we just kept it for ourselves, wouldn't that be a little like, hey, you know, you could really help a lot of people here? I, I that part I, I didn't understand. And of course, the biggest problem with the movie is the fact that it's two hours and forty five minutes long. There's no reason for that. And they, and of course, because the movie can't help itself, and because this is the phase four of the MCU, um, you know, there's no male characters. So, like, any time um, the guy that lives in the snow, uh, the other people in Wakanda that live in the snow, the uh, Mubaku, or whatever his name is, any time that he comes on screen, because he's a big male character, the whole energy just shifts. Because it's a, it's a completely 100% female-led cast until... This guy shows up, and then it's like, oh, what do we do with you? What, what's, what's this? And two, in the final fight scene, where uh, the Black Panther lady is fighting against the underwater, is fighting against uh, not not Aquaman. Um, the fight scene, she takes him out to the desert because he needs water to live, and her whole idea of capturing this guy is basically capturing him in one of their spaceships and turning the heat on. That's her idea of capturing this guy. Like, don't don't you Wakandans have flamethrowers? Like, if you wanted to dry him out and you want to make him into beef jerky, why don't you just use a flamethrower? 
and then you drop him in in the middle. Then you drop him in the desert, like a hundred yards from the ocean. Like that's really smart. And then in the final fight scene, she gets stabbed in the in the chest, but yet there's no blood. There's no blood on the spear. There's and, and she just kind of shakes it off and does this like uh, matrix level backflip and then stabs him. What? If you look at the size comparison between not Aquaman dude and her, she's like it'd be like Brock Lesnar fighting a child. It's co- it's comedic level of stupidity. It's really dumb. But that's but that's Marvel Black Panther and of course of course it, it did it, it had bigly uh, reviews and big time box office because it's another it's a Black Panther movie because everyone goes to see it because everything else that Marvel has put out recently has just been a major flop. And, of course, as soon as this came out, like, okay, phase four is done. We're moving on to something else um, because reasons. But anyway, so that's that. Did I enjoy the movie? No. I thought it was a bloated mess that did not need to be two hours and 41 minutes long. There's no reason for it. Absolutely no reason for it. But... That's what Marvel chose to do. They chose to tell this incredibly stupid, long-winded story for no reason to introduce not Aquaman and not Black Panther Woman. Um, because, you know, because they can. And I think that the most depressing part is that the the they found yet another person, another student um, in uh, in a college Ivy League school who... Uh, is like 18 years old, but yet is smarter and more capable of doing things like than Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or Tony Stark or all these other really smart characters. She's smarter than all of them. Like she had to build a quantum computer to get to hack into her other computer because she forgot her password. Like that's the level of stupidity that this that was involved in this movie. And of course, she creates a a Black Panther Iron Man esque suit in a warehouse in the middle of nowhere because movie needed to happen and it legitimately looks like a Power Rangers suit and because the only reason why she was in the movie is to promote the new Disney Plus show that's coming out featuring her in her Power Rangers suit so that's just that's just uh, Disney trying to you know rake in the cash because when you fire your CEO in the middle of the, in the middle of the night on a Sunday to bring in the old CEO there's a big problem and Disney is about to flop bigly. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, maybe Jacob will be back next time. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. We shall see. Anywho, until then, uh, we'll, we'll see you then. And uh, bye.